0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita Jay and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, February 14th, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big Book. And we are on page 26, starting with the second paragraph, which begins, So he returned to the doctor, reading through three paragraphs, ending with a certain simple attitude. And the comments will be on all three paragraphs. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Anita L., 12 Traditions, Holly S., and the readers of the text are Maura Z, Lisa B., and waiting in the wings is Ginger C. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, February 13th, are for the 7 a.m. meeting 11040, 11,040. And for the 10 a.m., it's 11041, 11,041. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through abstinence and the practice of the Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Anita L. to read our Twelve Steps.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. The Twelve Steps. One, we admitted we were perilous over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power 6 were entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character 7 humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings 8 made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all 9 made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others 10 to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Anita L. Now I will ask Holly S. to read OA's 12 Traditions. Good morning. The 12 Traditions, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve in a past. We're sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today we are resuming our study of the Big Book and we are on. Page twenty-six, the second paragraph, reading through the second paragraph which begins, so he returned to the doctor, and we'll be reading through three paragraphs ending with a certain simple attitude. And I have asked Maura Z to get us started. Good morning, Anita J. Thank you for your service. Moorzee recovered in Virginia. So he returned to this doctor whom he admired and asked him point blank why he could not recover. He wished, above all things, to regain self-control. He seemed quite rational and well-balanced with respect to other problems, yet he had no control whatever over alcohol. Why was this? He begged the doctor to tell him the whole truth, and he got it. In the doctor's judgment, he was utterly hopeless. He could never regain his position in society, and he would have to place himself under lock and key or hire a bodyguard if he expected to live long. That was a great physician's opinion. But this man still lives and is a free man. He does not need a bodyguard, nor is he confined. He can go anywhere on this earth where other free men may go without disaster, provided he remains willing maintain a certain simple attitude and again I'm Maura Z recovered in Virginia gratefully so and oh my goodness I, I, I wanted to point out one thing and and I think it's, it's important to note um, there was much humility in the doctor's opinion and the doctor's judgment here To tell a patient that he was utterly hopeless means the doctor is saying, I do not know how to fix this. And still to this day, when we hear a doctor say that, we are pretty much taken aback. We don't expect that to come out of a medical professional's mouth. So I just wanted to point that out. But the, the, the main thrust of these paragraphs is that this man's life was basically a mess. And he had nowhere else to turn. And he could not stay sober. He would go sober for many, many days, months, or what have you, and then he would pick up immediately. And that's the mental blank spot in our brains. That we go forever, you know, and earlier in the book, one man went for, well, oh, I might be jumping the gun here, but anyway, For me, I'll bring it back to me. I went six months, nine months, two and a half years, abstinent, white-knuckling it, because all I was doing was focusing on don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, instead of focusing on live my life. At the end of the third paragraph, it says very simply what it is this man has to do in order to live the life that his higher power has given him he remains willing to maintain a certain simple attitude and that attitude is very simply to maintain a conscious connection to his higher power and forgive me not just maintain it but to grow it for me i cannot just maintain my connection a higher power I have to grow it I have to strengthen it I have to work the 12 steps every day of my life and then I can have the life that I am promised the life that I believe my higher power had planned for me in the beginning but I had to go through all of the hell that this man went through different flavors of hell but hell nonetheless and today I am a free woman and I can go where other free women go and not create a disaster because I maintain a certain simple attitude. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Anita. Thank you, Morrissey. All right, so we're opening up the lines now. Who would like to share?
2: Leah S. Leah Sue Andropkin.
0: Wait a, minute, wait a minute. You know, uh, uh, somehow I only got I think Leia and and a Sue Ann. There was
3: Lori, Barbara, E.
0: Oh, just you know, there's Ginger some C. kind of garbling going on. Laura W. and Barbara E. and then Carrie Cynthia C. and Cynthia C. All right, Barbara. let's stop there. I have you already, Barbara. Oh. <laughs> I said Barbara E. Okay, and Terry And Vasa O.? All right, let's stop with you, Vasa. We're making the sh- list a little bit more manageable. All right, let's see here. If I can read this. I think I heard Leah S. And then I there's a Sue Ann, a Laura W., Barbara E. Terry and Vasa. So let's see if I'm correct or not. Leah, was that you?
4: Leah? It was.
0: Thank
5: you so much. Thank you. Uh, I guess I have to speak up.
6: <laughs> yeah, okay. I heard you. I, oh, Enough. and then
5: just a minute, there was a Cynthia C. too.
0: I was going to throw her in at the end of by, after Vasa. Okay, go
5: ahead. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who makes this meeting possible. My name is Leah S, and I am a recovered, com- grateful, recovered compulsive overreader. Um, okay, so Roland Hazard was successful in his mission. In his life, he 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 lived it uh, neutrally with healthy boundaries. And um, my sponsor always told me, and keeps on telling me, "Remember, Leah, healthy boundaries, neutral." How do you do that when you have so much of other people who are not recovered in in your life? Um, it all amounts to humility and to gratitude so the very first thing I was supposed to do was write down at least five things that I am grateful for and I wrote well the sun is shining thank you God that the sun is shining and um, I wrote that the trains and buses are running and it wasn't like that it was what are your personal gratitudes Leah how do you get to humility by your own personal gratitudes? And my personal gratitude was today I had three decent meals that sustained my body and I did not crave for anything else. That's a gratitude. How does that happen? Um it brought me to humility. It brought me to understand not everything is the way Leia thinks or the way Leia's opinion is. It is there's something out there. There's really something out there that's going on that is greater than me. Humility and gratitude is what I learned from these few paragraphs. Thank you for letting me share. I passed.
0: Thanks a lot, Leah S. Um, Sue Ann, you are next. Is there a Sue Ann?
2: Yes, there is. Okay. Hi, I'm uh, new to a vision for you. I want to thank all the people who reached out and called me, and with their love and support uh, this week. I wanted to share on that I am working towards that spiritual awakening each day because I know that just through uh, watching my food um, and abstinence, abstinence will grow as I use the steps. And the second step clearly says that I need a power higher than myself to give me sanity in my life, and I've been coming to OA for eleven years, um, really enjoying the fellowship, uh, learning emotionally and spiritually where I needed to go, but I couldn't put down the food, and finally, I made a decision to put down the food, and I feel like I don't need a bodyguard like I don't need my conscience haunting me daily. Um, I can wake up in the morning, do my work, and feel like I'm on to a productive, clean, humble, honest day. So I pray for future um, spiritual awakening, deeper spiritual awakening to guide me down my path. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thanks so much, Suanne, What's the initial of your last name?
2: D, as in David.
0: D, all right. Joanne D. Thank you very much. Laura
3: W., you are up, followed by... Um... Good morning. This is Lori W. in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay.
0: Good morning. Thank you.
3: Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Um. What jumps out at me each time I read this passage of the Big Book is um, a certain the the certain um, attitude, simple attitude. Um, speaking of Lori, uh, I had plenty of attitude. I had attitude about what you did. I had attitude about what you didn't do. I had attitude about. Where I had to go, I had attitude about where I couldn't go. I had attitude <laughs> about everything and everybody in my life, but none of it was a certain simple attitude. My emotions were complex and I did not even understand them myself. I could not manufacture a certain simple attitude. And working this program, working these steps, listening to voices. Making friends with strangers that I could not pick out of a, a police lineup, but I could listen to your voices with my eyes closed and know who you are. That helped me to develop a simple, a certain simple attitude. Hearing someone on the phone call me, sharing my experience, strength, and hope, listening to their experience, strength, and hope, that has helped me to file down my rough edges and smooth out the the bumps and the lumps in my character and it has helped me to cultivate and develop a certain simple
7: attitude
3: and i was in professional and corporate america for many years i came out to homeschool my children and ended up on a on an education track and was teaching and um now i'm back in the professional world but i found it so ironic that through my years of being an educator i was not teachable and I've learned to be teachable through this program and, and on this phone line, and I'm so grateful for all of my teachers. Sometimes I'll send you a text or I'll give you a call and say, thanks for teaching class today. And I appreciate so very much everything that I learn because you guys are teaching me to have a simple, humble attitude, and that is what is the transformation in my life that I see and that I am most celebrating. It's not the weight loss. I've lost 160 pounds. I don't celebrate that. I celebrate the change because I know that that is more dynamic and that took more effort on God's part and on my part for offering willingness than it was to lose the weight. And so for today, I'm just so very grateful that I have that simple attitude that I need to live peacefully with my siblings in in God. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very, very much, Laurie W. Uh, Barbara E. and then uh, Terry. Good morning, Barbara.
7: Good morning. Thank you so much for allowing me to share on these two paragraphs. That first paragraph is the hopeless one, but now the second one is here. We here we hear the solution. The word "free" is used twice in that paragraph but this man still lives and he's a free man. He can go anywhere other free men may go. Hope, that's what we want. And that's what I needed when I came in two decades ago. I had a disease and I was like Roland. I went from doctor to doctor and I just kept gaining the weight back again. But I lost it. That's the good part. But the best part is, I'm changing over time, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but going forward. My disease is a killing one. I'd like to introduce you to it. It's the disease of addiction. It's cunning, and it's baffling, and it's powerful. That's my disease, and it loves to catch me by surprise, and it loves to pretend that it's my friend, and it was there for me when I was lonely. And better yet, I love it. He loves it. It loves it when it made me numb. i It used to give me instant gratification. And all it asked in return was my long-term suffering. And even when things were going right for me, yes, right for me, it invited me, I invited it back in. I didn't think I deserved to be happy. And my disease is... My disease agreed with me. I can't see it now, but it's out there and it's getting stronger. And the only way I can keep it out there is to work the 12-step program, go to meetings, use my higher power because it can function in the manner it's accustomed to if I am doing what I have to do every single day. Smart people learn from their mistakes, and wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Learn from my mistakes, folks. You can do it. If you're out there and suffering, we are here for you. We'll love you till you love yourself. It took a long time for me to begin to love myself, and that was when I accepted my powerlessness, and it set me free. Thank you. I passed. Have a lovely
2: day.
0: Thank you very much, Barbara E. Uh, Terry, followed
8: by Vasa O.
2: You are good out.
9: morning, everyone. This is Terry N. from New Jersey. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, when we read these paragraphs, I just felt like I really had to share. Um, I could relate to uh, everything that they said. Uh, he wished above all things to regain self-control. And let me tell you, I could totally relate to that. I wished above everything that, to regain self-control. But I had no control. And why? Because I was hopeless. I was hopeless. Until I reached that point of realizing how hopeless I was, um, I wasn't open to what this program has to offer. <laughs> and I wasn't willing to get completely honest. Um, but then when it It says, but this man still lives and he's a free man. I am free. I'm free. (laughs) And, you know, when I talk to people, I just can't, I can't express the gratitude and the amazement and the, what I'm experiencing right now as far as the neutrality around the food and that I'm free from that obsession and I'm free from that bondage. It's a miracle. It's absolutely a miracle and I'm so, I'm so grateful for it. I just, you know, when it says you can, he can go anywhere on earth. I just came back from an absolutely incredibly fantastic ski trip in Italy. What I, it, yeah, yeah. See, I can't even, I can't even describe it. It was amazing. And it was all about the skiing and the people and the mountains and the scenery and the breathtaking views and, you know, connecting with my higher power. The second day that I was skiing, I had tears in my eyes, like on several occasions because I was so overwhelmed with with gratitude. And, you know, I love what I hear on this line all the time, that we do so happily. I am free from that bondage, and it's amazing. So, uh, and I really just, I really wanted to share that. And I, I you know, the, I love what someone already said about the certain simple attitude that I need to remain teachable and open and connected and all that stuff. That And it's so much easier to do all this stuff because it is work um, than to be, you know, connected or bonded to that food. So I'm just, I'm just so grateful and I'm so happy I had the opportunity to share that. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Sherry. I'm, I'm happy you shared it. It's uh, wonderful to hear that. Vasa, uh, you're up, but I also want to remind you that you are not I'm registered.
10: I'm here. Thank you, Anita, for your service. I'm uh, Vasa. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can.
0: Okay, I just wanted to tell you that you're not registered on the lines. Some people oh. are trying to find you. Oh, so now go ahead. All go right, ahead.
10: thank you, sure. Thank you, Anita, for your service. And good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Grateful, grateful, recovered. Compulsive overeater calling from Florida. Oh boy, goodness! By the time I came to Overeaters Anonymous, I exhausted everything that I did to put the food down. There was no place, no no place to turn, no place to go. This was my last my my last hope, and I felt like if this didn't work, that's it. I'm just going to die, you know, fat and miserable. I did not know how to fix it, and uh, it's not like I didn't try. I, as I said, I exhausted everything. I lost hope, and then I found hope where there was no hope for me left. I had, I heard the truth here coming to over over anonymous. I heard that this, I had a disease. I had a the body allergy. I had the mental obsession with the food, and that was the truth. But I had no words for it, you know. I thought that everybody had, you know, everybody felt and thought like I did, and but that's not true. I needed to apply it to myself um, because I heard the truth and I found the solution. It gave me so much hope, and for me, I I had the gift of desperation. And I was just so ready to surrender to a higher power, uh, the 12 steps, a higher power that was stronger than me because I thought I was strong. I was supposed to be able to control it, and uh, I I came up to the end of the of my rope, and I was ready to surrender, and I needed to surrender to. The twelve steps the way they laid out, but I needed to put the food down first in order to work the twelve steps. And I hear that other people have done it differently. They work the twelve and they find the abstinence. But it doesn't matter. I need to share my experience. I heard the best way it was gonna work. If I put the food down, my alcoholic foods down and then work the steps and I'll have the I'll have a better clarity toward the 12 steps, and I am free today. It's by the grace of God. I can go anywhere and any place, you know, and I'm, I'm neutral with the food. I mean, I've traveled, I've gone on cruises, I've gone to Europe, and I've been able to hold on my abstinence, and God gives me the strength, the power that I didn't have, have before with the food and everything the, that I go through in my life. My attitude has changed towards people, places, and things, and I'm just so grateful. And I know my time is up. I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to let other people say it. thank you, and I pass.
8: This is Cynthia. Should I go ahead?
0: Sure. Go ahead, Cynthia. Anita, when you get a chance, you can come back.
8: Oh, I was um, on mute.
0: Thanks. Pardon me. Go, so, go, Cynthia.
8: Okay, this is Cynthia C, compulsive overeater and food addict. And I my house is normally way too busy for me to share, but when we were reading these paragraphs, I just felt like I needed to chime in a little bit. Um <clears throat> so I apologize if there are uh family noises in the background at all. Um you know, I completely and totally identify in with this. I was desperate to gain self-control. You know, um, and I thought, and I thought, like, all right, I could gain self-control if I were like some of those celebrities with their own personal chefs and personal trainers and people to keep them on board and people to keep them on their diet. You know, I I could do that too if I had that. Um, and I, I didn't have that. Um, and you know, and I and I think back now, if I had a personal chef and a personal trainer and people telling me what to do all the time, I would be so full of resentment towards them that that wouldn't have worked either. Because honestly, um, <clears throat> there's only one thing in my whole life that has kept me um, free of the bondage of, of my addiction. And that is programs. Um, and that's working the 12 steps, and knowing for the first time, you know, when I came in, when I came in originally to OA, and then when I came into, um, when I came back after 20-year relapse, I, it felt like, you know, admitting that um, I was not alone, knowing that there was a fellowship that was greater than myself, knowing that there are 12 steps, 12 steps that were greater than myself, and knowing that I had a higher power, and then realizing that this was like a real safety net like this was it my higher power the the power of the 12 steps the power of recovery was so much greater than me that i could lean back into it But there were tons of people out there especially on this line who had already gained their freedom from their food obsession who were already neutral to the food who were living life and were present in life without Binging, like, I couldn't believe that. Like, how do you not binge in a day? How do you not hide out in chocolate or whatever food it was to, like, make myself feel better? Because I had no control over it. When I came back in the room, I said, it's funny, relapse I had food hidden everywhere, just like Phil had alcohol hidden everywhere. I had food hidden everywhere. It was mortifying. And today, that's not the case. Today, I don't have any food hidden anywhere. You know, and I have sanity around the food, and I weigh and measure my three meals a day and my snack, and I you know, have a nutritionist who guides me with what food is appropriate for me today, and I have freedom, and I have only freedom because I work the steps on a daily basis and because I contact people who have been in program longer than me and who have more recovery than me to get guidance, to get advice, to have them share their experience, strength, and hope. I I don't have a personal chef <laughs> that I still kind of wish um, I did, you know. Um, I think I just want to say, you know, we do get freedom in this program without a bodyguard, and I'm so grateful for it. So thank okay. you very much for your service. So that thank pass. you.
4: Thanks
0: for sharing that, Cynthia C. Who else would like to share? Ginger Janice, C. PM. Shannon, ginger C. A. Shannon, a. Shannon F. Ginger C. Shannon Shannon uh, F. James P. M. And Amy G. Janice T M. Chris K? Yeah. Okay. And I think I Okay, Paula. All right, we're gonna stop there. I hope there's one I might not have heard. Ginger, Shannon, Amy, Janice, Chris, and
11: Paula. All right, let's start then with ginger seeds. Hi, Anita. Good morning. Thank you again so much for your service. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, Today is my 50th birthday. And to be free from cupcakes and chocolate, I'm just blown away. You know, my birthday was always celebrated with all these things, these sugar things that were killing me and destroying me. And um, to have my life today with this uh, birthday to be about love and connection is just unbelievable. Because again i'm selfish and self-centered to the core and it's all about me and because of this work and these clear-cut directions you know the selfish self-centeredness turns to other centeredness Uh, but more importantly about a higher power that's where it all lies and i love this that you know this man is still free and he does not need a bodyguard you know today my bodyguard is god i am safe and i am protected as long as i am connected And that's the hard job because I have an ego that wants to edge God out every day. And I have a daily reprieve and I just get to wash, rinse, and repeat. Here we go. It's a brand new day. And then I get to be of this maximum service and I get to go do God's work because God doesn't wear flesh. But to sit here this morning, not thinking about cake and cupcakes and all the things that used to, all I did was think about food and to be free from this, it's just absolutely a miracle. And like someone mentioned earlier, and I love when our teacher says it, we're doing so happily. You know, I only knew white knuckled abstinence in OA. It was unbearable, it was unbelievable. It was not fun. I was going to bed at five, 6 p.m. at night, just to call it another day. And today there's just total neutrality. I don't think about food. It's been two and a half plus years and I have been free. So anyone that's suffering, you know, just keep in this, keep listening, keep praying and surrender. I hope you're out of ideas. I hope the food has convinced you because that's where it all begins. It's that beautiful bite that you're taking that hopefully is convincing you to put it down, lay it aside and try something new. And, you know, that's a certain simple attitude. There is a God and it's not me. So I hope you invite this higher power into your life and watch where God takes you because it's unbelievable and I would hate for you to miss it. And I just pray my next 50 years on this planet, if I have that many, are with God and no longer these addictions that I love to pick up. I finally am addiction-free at 50 and I want to keep it a day at a time. So I'm going to keep trudging along with you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so
0: much. I don't know if you realize you said, I'm safe and protected as long as I'm connected. And I'm going to take that with me today. Uh, right. Shannon F., you are off. Good morning. Hi there. This is Shannon F. I'm
8: having some technical difficulties, so I'm just going to pass
0: today. Thank you. Oh, all righty. Amy G., good morning. Are you there, Amy?
11: Hi, this is Amy G with Public Responsible Reader from Maryland. Sorry, I wasn't expecting I
0: know. Working <laughs> my way to a quiet spot. Okay.
6: Um check here.
0: So he wished he wished above all things to regain self control. He seemed quite rational and well balanced with respect
11: to other problems, yet he had no control whatever over alcohol. Why was this?
0: I don't know about you all, but I think one of the scariest parts, like Roland, when I really wanted to stop and I couldn't. I mean, here was Roland. We're hearing his story. He had all the money at his disposal, all the wealth that he needed. He went to the best minds available and still found himself, um, as soon as he was out of there, you know, working with them, found himself quickly drunk. And I know for me, when I came into Overeager Anonymous, I didn't know what my problem was. I thought I just needed to diet, and then I started
11: to hear about
8: compulsive
0: overeating. I didn't even know what that meant. I started to hear about the 12 steps. I started to acquire knowledge, and I thought that, hey, wait a minute, I got this because you know what? I have, I had control. I always seemed quite rational and and respect, and I had and I had willpower, and I was able to solve other problems and. You know, my family's motto was all it takes some willpower, so I thought based on that knowledge alone when I started to come to OA that somehow I would be, that, that I had the knowledge that I, I, I got this, you know what I mean, I can fix this now. And the scariest thing is day after day, year after year, meeting after meeting, you know, five years in, I still had no control. And that was the scariest thing for me, and it's dark before the dawn, if you will, to understand the true nature of this disease, the mental obsession aspect of this disease, and my true powerlessness over it. The fact that I, was, I, I had, a, I had um, well-balanced and quite rational in other areas of my life did not apply for me as a compulsive overeater. My mind and my thinking was, was a liability. And that no matter how hard I tried or whatever I knew in a way or whatever I had learned or even admitting that I was a compulsive overreader was not stopping me from putting the binge foods, my alcoholic foods, into my body. And then triggering the physical allergy when I couldn't stop. And I had to finally concede to my inner myself, innermost self, that I could not fix myself. And then what was I going to do? I can imagine Roland sitting there with the experts, the greatest minds of his day, sitting there saying, I have no hope for you. I have no answer for you because I can't fix you, and you clearly cannot fix yourself. Can you imagine what that felt like? Well, I can. I absolutely can. I'm sitting in Overeaters Anonymous thinking I'm one of the, quote, unconstitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. But it turns out that there is hope. There is this program. And that you all, the experts in whom the problem has been solved, in whom the, there's no longer being called, that food is no longer calling to them, you all have a way out through the instructions in this big book, through the 12 steps. A simple attitude, it's one of surrender for me to admit my powerlessness and pick up the kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet that we talked about. And to be able to do that, to surrender, and I'll just wrap up by saying, I can recover through the
11: process of the 12 steps. That those are the experts. That's the expert solution for me here. It is the chapter. There is a solution. We do have hope here. There is recovery
4: here, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much, Amy G. Uh, Janice P.M. Good morning. Followed by Chris, and then Paula D. Well, good morning to you, Anita, Jay, and um, everyone. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I don't have anything new to say except to say it in a different way. Um, <clears throat> first of all, um, a simple, certain, simple attitude. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. As a as a compulsive overeater, I don't do Anything simple. Certainly I can't even think simple because I confuse it. That comes from the mind. Okay, so this was is telling us we cannot, he cannot do it himself. We just can't. We don't have the power to to fix myself. I don't have that power. I mean, I just don't. Now, when I thought that, okay, there's nothing more that I can do, Then I had to change. I can't even change myself. I had to go through these steps. But when it says surrender, I don't think the book, the word, I mean, I was reading that, you know, in this big book, surrender isn't mentioned until page, I think, 294. And and so what I see is I'm going to turn over my thinking to a spiritual solution. See, that's the problem, you know, because I can't do this thing. I cannot. And, you know, yeah, sure, I could stop, you know, for a year, six months or whatever. But then what happens? I had to pick it up again because I just couldn't quit forever, one day at a time, you know, because I had no power. I had no self-control. And I don't know who's – somebody is unmuted. That's okay. But please – mute yourself (laughs) um yeah because i cannot do this i cannot change without spiritual help yeah i was successful too in life and i thought that oh i can find this thing i can find this thing but i cannot be free like roland has it until i am changed i can't be free on my own Today I am a free woman, I'm a free wife, I'm a free mother. That doesn't mean that, oh, everything is hunky-dory, because believe you me, it isn't. However, if you get a chance, read page 55, paragraph 4. We can only clear the ground a bit. It's our testimony, testimony of you people here on the Vision for You that I was so grateful to hear for many years. Well, if our testimony, if what we say helps sweep away any of my old ideas, it doesn't say that it says prejudice, enables you to think honestly about yourself, to search within yourself, and then you will become free with this simple attitude you cannot fail. This is testimony. (laughs) We can't fail if we take the directions of this book and have the attitude that I'm done, I cannot fix this thing, I and I pass. Thank you. Thanks. Perfectly wonderful. All right, Chris. Was there a Chris? Chris K. Chris K. You can hear me? Perfect, yes. Everything's perfect today.
5: <laughs> uh, I'm
0: a Chris K, compulsive overeater I'm from Pittsburgh, and I
5: want to thank Vision for just a joy in my life. I have been sick with the flu, a flu on the TV for the past week, and have been listening to you, or podcast, and falling asleep 24 hours, just about, and just having joy. And I wanna introduce a new word called sneaky. And here I am being sick and saying, oh,
0: you're sick, you are so sick, you can have this now. I can't eat that, I can't have that. All I'm getting is a pause. All this work, and I just get a pause, a
5: second thought. You can't have that. Is because you're sick. Yes, you're sick, but you can't have that. Okay, let's have something else. And I have maintained being abstinent, being sick, drinking extra fluids,
0: lots of water, H2O,
5: no matter... Oh, dear. Uh, With that, I will pass because the painter is here. My life is unmanageable
4: at times. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks very much, Chris Kay. And Paula D., good morning. Paula. here you come Paula good morning
6: I just went through good morning thank you very much Anita may I begin with and I know this sounds silly because we're coming to an end of this meeting what page are we on I was so lost in the beautiful (laughs) sharings
0: Oh, all right. Well, we started, I, you know, I usually remind, but I didn't. Page 26, the second paragraph, for, through three paragraphs. Okay. This is, you return to the doctor. Thank you. This yeah.
6: is, thank you. Thank you. And this is humility. I could have pretended I don't pretend anymore. <laughs> and, you know, Carl Young said, whether called upon or not, God is present. And we see so much of that in, the, in this reading. As, we, as you gave me the pages, I say thank you. And yes, it is Valentine's Day. And that is a day of love and a day of sharing. And I will just bring you to a page, as was mentioned before, on 153. You will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give up yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. Oh, those words, survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. So this is where we're reading here. Carl Jung, the time he took, the depthness of what he shared. And I'm going to continue on here and circle. And I have my my couple of minutes left, so I'm going to take them gladly and happily. So he returned to the doctor whom he admired and asked him point blank why he could not recover. He wished, above all things, to retain self-control. Wishes don't do it. Wishes don't do it. Oh, you can wish all you want, but the desire must be so overwhelming. He seemed quite rational and well-balanced with respect to other problems. That's it. When people look at us, oftentimes to other problems, yet he had no control. Why was this? How about I don't have to understand anymore? Why was This I know who I Am today I know in my addiction There is recovery I am Paula D I am recovered by The grace of God So I didn't share much but I will tell you I listen much Humility has come to the place Pride is where it should be I am so Glad to be at this meeting It isn't often that I can attend But I will tell you I listen, and they're the answer, and I hear. And here we see Kyle Young and Roland, and we hearing has begun. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. I've missed you.
6: Uh,
0: I think we have time for one, maybe two, if we're we're not too long. Who, Who would like to close us out here? Nobody. Nobody wants to talk about their
2: Melissa
0: C. Okay, Melissa. Mal- Lauren N. Uh, now there's too many. So, um, <laughs> sorry, Melissa- Anita. <laughs> so now we have Melissa and I think Jenny. All right,
12: Melissa-
0: What? What is it? Denise. Oh, Denise. Okay. So, Melissa, go ahead.
12: I think
0: Hi. Can each you. take a couple minutes.
4: Great. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you so much, Anita. It's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And um, yeah, I mean, what jumps out to me is that um, you know this notion of being if we could have a bodyguard, you know, and that um, uh, that was always my false thinking. Like I was gonna need um, more control, more power more self-discipline, um, surely that was the answer. And um, and that's what I was hoping that I was going to hear when I came to OA. I was going to look at all you people that were thin, that seemingly had what I wanted, and, and get magically your willpower so that I was going to become stronger. You know, I was looking to get a stronger cage. And, you know, the simple attitude is that I don't need the stronger cage. I need the thing that's inside the cage, me, to be transformed. And that's what the 12 steps have done. You know. So the simple attitude that I need to take is to let go absolutely, to um, allow the transformation to happen. Anything that I am looking to control um, ultimately winds up controlling me. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks so much, Melissa C. All right,
12: Denise. She left you a couple of minutes. Good morning. All right. Good morning. This is Denise C. I'm a compulsive, recovering compulsive overeater in Georgia, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share. It says above all, he believed that he required such a profound knowledge of the inner workings of his mind and its hidden springs that relapse was unthinkable. Uh, Is in the previous paragraph, and I thought that I considered myself to be a very intelligent woman. I did well in school. I was told by a lot of people that I was very intelligent. So I knew what caused my overeating. And I and I always believed that the knowledge of it would help me. So for years, I have been trying to diet and diet and diet and seek this thing that I was told I needed, which was called willpower. And uh, I came to OA and found out that it had nothing to do with willpower. It had something to do with God power. And that's what I've been given in OA. I have been given God power, where God now leads and guides me through what I do every 24 hours. And the fact that I have to just work my program for 24 hours is the miracle of this program, because my higher power, which I call God, can help me for 24 hours. All before when I did the so-called diet, I thought about The week, the month, the year, and I've been absent from my um, food of allergies one day at a time because of my relationship, my spiritual awakening. And thank God that when I came in OA, my spiritual awakeness was sudden, and God was there for me and did for me what I could not do for myself for over 50 years. He did it for me. I was like Bill W. It just hit me. Forever I have been praying to him for willpower, and it was not willpower that I needed. It was his power that I needed, and he has given that to me, and I am a grateful OA member today because I live one day at a time under the control of my higher power that I truly do now understand, and with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you very much, Denise. Well, we uh, will now close. With a reading from the big book on page 164, and uh, Lisa B., please read a vision for you. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.